Welcome to Disco Coolia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Disco Coolia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Disco Coolia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Early math activities, UNESCO education assessment, math anxiety research, statistics can lie, and twice exceptional students, now what? This is our podcast for week 15 in 2022, and we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Kuya Services, to help us review the links of this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. We have wonderful links. We have wonderful links uh, this week, uh, as usual. And uh, now the first one is interesting. It's it's about early early math activities. What can we learn there? What's early math activities there? Well, it starts immediately and very early. And uh, this is published by Kelly Darke. And we have already very often talked about how important it is that little ones, really the... The pre-pre-K, the, the little toddlers, uh, play with blocks and toys to develop their spatial insight and their numeracy. And she also refers to uh, a very good um, resource, the Early Math in- Initiative uh, from the Ericsson Institute. We, we, we love that. Um, Absolutely, they're very resourceful. Yeah. Yes, very resourceful. So many parents will know what to do, but some new parents or, or parents who are not really into this may find this blog from, and she calls herself the fairy math mother. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, very <laughs> yeah, helpful. Yeah. So many great ideas. And uh, they can explain exactly what you can do with your uh, little ones and how to do it. Um, there, there are so many uh, things you can click on. You get um, easy uh, to follow um, advice and also a lot of easy activities. One of the things, uh, sorting for instance, is very important and you can uh, do that with all kinds of uh, materials that you have around the house. And uh, yes, I agree with her. Uh, one of her favorite games is apparently set, which uh, we have here also. And I, I feel that that should be in every uh, household. Okay. So well, a very nice initiative, useful good. for all parents. Good. So yes. uh, please click on it. Great resource. Now, the next link is about the UNESCO Education Assessment. Have we been assessed? education by the UNESCO? <laughs> yes, the UNESCO has been thinking around the world for this. It's a major undertaking and they called it the International Science and Evidence-Based Education, ISEE. Now, please do not think of the IC because there's an independent uh, school exam, entry exam here. That's the ISEE, right, that's the same abbreviation. Okay, it's not that. But okay. it's not that. International Science and Evidence-Based Education. Okay. Assessment. And, and it's, like I said, uh, an initiative of uh, the UNESCO, a subdivision. It's called the Mahatma Gandhi Institute of Education for Peace and Sustainable Development. Wow. So they started this as a contribution to the futures of education. And they uh, launched this in uh, Paris, where is the headquarters of UNESCO, in September in 2019 already, in order to contribute and re-envisioning the future of education with 
real science and an evidence-based report. So this is a really ambitious project and um, the first ever on such a large scale. So let's take a little break here. Okay, and we're back uh, after being so rudely interrupted by my phone call. Sorry uh -huh. about that. It happens, it happens. Right, uh, and you were talking about uh, that they had started up in, uh, in, uh, in 2019. And they have um, scientists from all over the world, I think uh, 45 countries. So if you follow the link on the website, it takes you to the place where you can view a really nice video about the project that in, in a few minutes tells you uh, what it's all about. And let me uh, read out a quote from their press release that they say the IC assessment is a new contribution to our work on how we reimagine education. We adopted a multidisciplinary approach to bring together the very best of what we know, ensuring that we work across a range of opportunities for children. In this work, we learned that the future belongs to those who continue to learn. And that the whole brain-centric model is critical if you want to support not only education, but a flourishing society. A prosperous, sustainable future for a planet lies so much in the quality of education provided for all our children. And we must continue the debate. The assessment has started. And I wholeheartedly agree with it's, this it's hard to argue with yes so the headlines luckily are available in many languages english french spanish russian chinese and arabic okay and as i said a major undertaking and we'll take some more time to read it all i i haven't read it i do i do um uh, say that what but have i you will been doing? definitely <laughs> do that so but what came across immediately as the really important point is first a personalized education is a human right. Then, Good. secondly, learning is a cognitive and emotional, a combined process. And third, science and evidence must be the basis for education policy. And you didn't hear me say politics. That needs not to be in <laughs> That's so, not included. Okay. And then, Education should be, like they said, fun, rewarding, and relevant. And that is the best way to make sure that not only all the children and our future population will flourish, but also to the benefit of the whole planet. Great. Okay, well, we'll, we'll hear more about this, uh, this effort, I'm sure. And uh, it's great that they've made it available in so many languages. It, uh, it can be shared widely. Well, not everything is available in all no, no, languages. No, no, just the headlines. The headlines. Right. But That's okay. if you can read French or English, you can, you're completely covered. Exactly. Okay. Well, the next link is about uh, math anxiety research. And what have they found out uh, this time? Yes, this is uh, in the annals of the New York Academy of Sciences, written by several renowned authors in the field that we have cited before. Um and it's about math anxiety. Where are we and where shall we go? Like I said, it's a very good um, 
cooperative study uh, from different uh, locations. I, I see contributors from Loughborough, from Dublin, Zurich, and, and Dauker from uh, Oxford. So this paper explores, among many other things, what is um, math anxiety? How often does it, um, does it exist? And also she, the need for um, criteria for estimating the prevalence, so how often you see it, and um, to make um, criteria how to diagnose it. All right. So this whole study of the effects of math anxiety, also different in different groups. For instance, I, I mentioned highly anxious people, but also high math performing individuals can right. have math because anxiety. Because they can also have math anxiety. Exactly. Absolutely. Right. And this is not the same as test anxiety. Nope. Nope. So we need classroom uh, and policy applications. And um, we also need to know about uh, how math anxiety influences people outside an educational setting. So what, what does it do with adults? How does it influence uh, their career choices? So uh, there are many things uh, where math anxiety is, um, is important. And they also, in this article at the end, lay out an agenda for future uh, research. Very useful. Also, when you want to read what, is, uh, what now exactly is known so far about math anxiety, and uh, what is being confirmed by research. And luckily, uh, one of the remarks um, in the article is that it's possible to alleviate the math anxiety. Uh, for instance, with behavioral or cognitive behavioral right. therapies seem to be the most uh, promising. Okay. So there, there is hope for remediation. Mm-hmm. Now, the next link says that statistics can lie. I guess we knew that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's new now? <laughs> yeah, well, for someone with dyscalculia, it's hard enough to make sense uh, from just regular numbers. Now, if people are uh, tinkering with statistics, it gets even harder to see what's going on. Yeah, I guess. Now, luckily, Daniel, Daniel uh, Lakens from the... Eindhoven Technical University, the TU, TU uh, has a wonderful research, uh, resource here where you can learn uh, about statistics for free. And, and this okay. is uh, intended for people who have a research uh, mind or who want to uh, do research. It's a free course and there are already no less than over uh, 65,000 learners that signed up. Now, wow. he actually has two trainings, and, and I guess the, all those 65 people are maybe for the two courses, although I don't know, it might be the new one. A great initiative and uh, clearly enjoyed by, by many uh, people. And uh, this new thing is an intermediate level for statistics. Okay. So there is also another uh, online course that is called Improving Your Statistical Inference. So... If you are a beginner, then you need to do that one first. That one first. Okay. Well, it's very nice uh, that he uh, developed that. 
it, uh, it brings us to our last link, and that's about twice exceptional students. And what can we learn here? Yeah, this is uh, from We Are Teachers by Elizabeth Mulvahill. And it's really important, um, overlooked by many uh, people. But for instance, according to the National Association for Gifted Children, uh, there are around 3 million gifted children here in the U.S. alone, uh, wow. right uh, around 6% of the population. Wow. And uh, what is twice exceptional? That is when a student needs special education support for one topic, but needs challenging above their grade level for another topic. Okay. Now, these students uh, experience two totally different parts of education. And the question is how teachers in a class right. can handle this. This right. is really complicated. So, uh, like I said, the We Are Teachers blog has developed a great article uh, with some tips on how to go about it. So let me list some characteristic first of those twice exceptional kids. Usually, they have outstanding critical thinking and problem-solving skills. They usually have above-average sensitivity, and that may cause them to react more intensely to sound, taste, and smell. So they, for instance, may benefit from noise-canceling headphones or to listen to soft music when they're right. working. They may have a strong sense of curiosity, and they may develop low self-esteem if they have uh, perfectionistic traits, and they, a lot of them have that. They might also have some uh, underdeveloped social skills and a strong ability to concentrate very deeply in their specific area of interest. And they might have uh, difficulty with reading and writing if they have cognitive processing deficits. Okay. And obviously, if they have such spiky uh, developmental profile, otherwise right. you would not be twice exceptional, then uh, more uh, cognitive processing issues uh, might be there. Sounds so, like a handful to have in your class. Yes, absolutely. And, and uh, also, luckily, they have some suggestions here. Uh-huh. Uh, first of all, and I totally agree, focus on the student's strength because okay. that also develops uh, self-esteem. Self-esteem, right. And just address those social-emotional needs. Teach executive functioning skills and individualized instruction. But that's also a truly uh, differentiated program in both directions. So um, not only addressing the uh, issue where they, they are a little bit uh, struggling, but also addressing the strength. And then um, you can use a lot of technology for that, and some of those uh, students need counseling. Right. You should support that also. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, uh, that's very helpful uh, to get at least uh, a list of suggestions uh, well, thank you, Dr. Schroeder, for your insights this week. We hope to see you again next week. Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services, and uh, you can follow her all over the interwebs, um, but her main focus is to add lots and lots of Discoculia tutors this year. 
and she has an online course for that and you can learn all about that if you go to discoculiatutortraining.org Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead You can also find us on Facebook we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage you can send your questions, comments, and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.